This episode of The Legend of Retro is sponsored by Detroit Beard Collective. Dot com, where you can find beards of all shapes and sizes. You can find your collection. Nope, you can find beard supplies such as beard balms, mustache wax, beard elixirs, combs, shampoos, all the tools you need to feed your beard. Not not necessarily purchase collections of beards. Where do I get a beard though? From your own face, typically. Now, you're an unfortunate fellow who who obviously can't grow a beard too well, but if you are a person who has great facial hair, Detroit Beer Collective is the one to help you out. I'll tell you what, I may not be able to grow facial hair, but I sure as hell can appreciate it. That's right. And you know what I can do? What? Spend money. That's right. You go on DetroitBeerCollective.com. If you spend $25 or more, you can use the offer code MCGAMING and get 20% off your order. That's great. That is great. I so, can spend more money on beards that way. Right. Uh, well, what? On beard items. Thank you. That's, I'm scared now. No, don't be. That's, That's okay. So so thank you, Detroit Beer Collective, for sponsoring this episode of The Legend of Retro. Remember, everyone, use the offer code MCGAMING at checkout and receive 20% off your order of $25 or more. And get some beards. Supplies. Prepare yourselves for a journey through history. Get equipped for adventure. Grab your power gloves and super scopes, for it's dangerous to go alone. This is the Legend of Retro. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Legend of Retro podcast. This is Xander. This episode is a very special episode. And by very special, I mean very different. Uh, I came up with this idea a little while ago, and I thought it was going to be a quick thing, and it turned out to take much longer than I anticipated. Uh, But I think the end product is a lot of fun, and hopefully you guys dig it. Uh, If you do, maybe we can do this again um, and put a little more time into it, uh, because this has literally taken me, I don't know, about five days to orchestrate right and uh get all the pieces together so uh maybe i'll be able to put more time into a future edition if you guys dig it um but what i did is uh i played one of my favorite games uh bionic commando for the game boy the original game boy um and as i went through i wrote down i all i wrote down all the dialogue and uh in between i just kind of dramatized what i thought maybe is a better explanation for what happens rather than dude runs through the room he shoots dudes dudes die end of the level uh so i tried to come up with something a little more interesting but uh yeah so anyway i present to you the first and maybe last who knows uh legend of retro theater uh featuring bionic commando for the game boy enjoy The Earth is peaceful, for now. The Dorai's army, commanded by Director Wiseman, has begun raids throughout the world. This is part of his Albatross project. Our agent, Super Joe, was sent to the Dorai's dukedom by the federal states to investigate the Albatross project, but we've lost contact with him. Now the Bionic Commandos and their special corps, the FF Corps, have been ordered to complete Super Joe's mission. Rad Spencer, the strongest commando in the FF Corps, has managed to sneak into the Dorai's dukedom to rescue Super Joe. The final battle has just begun. Bionic Commando. 
Rad Spencer is in a helicopter above Area Zero. He's getting a briefing through his radio. Chief, the headquarters contacted us! Rand, as you well know, Super Joe is missing. Your mission is to sneak into the Do-Rise base and rescue Super Joe and destroy the Albatross project. Our special forces unit has already been deployed in Area Zero to assist you with your mission. Good luck. Don't forget to contact the soldiers in each area to obtain info. Use the communication rooms to open doors to other areas and to contact agents. Tap enemy communications if necessary, but be careful. If you're detected tapping, enemy soldiers will attack. Rad sneaks into Area Zero undetected. He finds a few guards, but is able to knock them out without causing too big of a fuss. Up ahead, he spots what looks like a commander barking orders at some grunts. He gets closer to listen to what's going on. Listen up! Keep the enemy away from the power reactor! Yes, sir! Rad waits until the grunts run into position and begins to follow the commander. He follows him into a restricted area before the commander turns and sees that someone's been trailing him. Destroy them! We can't allow them to proceed any further! Rad makes short work of the commander and proceeds to the reactor. Gracefully dodging bullets, Rad destroys the reactor and continues deeper into enemy territory. He comes across what appears to be some kind of mine. The doors to the elevators are locked. Rad decides to head into a nearby communication room to try to unlock the doors. He taps into the enemy communications. Captain, can you tell me how to operate the elevator? I jump into the elevator and push either up or down. Yes, sir. Oh, no. I forgot to tell you that one of the elevators will crash even if you step on it. Good information. Red proceeds to the unlocked elevators with caution. There are two elevators, one on the left, one on the right. Rad goes for the one on the left. As soon as he is firmly on the lift, there's a loud grinding noise and the elevator drops underneath him. Rad falls about 30 feet and sees jagged metal at the bottom of the corridor. Using his training and his trusty bionic grappling hook, he latches onto the open elevator doors and swings to safety. After dispatching a few guards, he finds another comms room. Captain, intelligence says that someone has broken into the base. Send some troops! Send us up and defeat them! Rad proceeds deeper into the mine and finds another reactor room. Stop now or be destroyed! Among the guards is a heavily armored soldier with a giant shield. Rad notices a platform above him and uses his hook to gain higher ground. The armored soldier has no weapons and can only look embarrassed as Rad runs towards the reactor and sets up the detonator. After escaping the explosion, Rad makes his way to Area 2. This is a neutral area. Please keep in mind that you are prohibited from firing. Rad enters the settlement and is blown away how there seems to be soldiers from both sides in the area not fighting one another. He overhears federal states soldiers lamenting the loss of Super Joe, and he's also threatened by a Dorai trooper. Why on earth are you here? Get out of here before you're terminated! Rad finds another friendly face who seems to be looking for him. The federal soldier gives him flares and instructs him on how to use them. He may need them for the next area. Rad thanks him and leaves the settlement. He finds a cave nearby with Dorai soldiers posted at guard points. As he makes his way around the perimeter looking for a way in, he finds a federal soldier near a small entrance waving him over. He tells Rad that this way is unknown by the enemy and isn't very well lit. But if he's looking for a stealthy way in, this is as good as it's going to get. Rad begins his trek into the cave. The deeper in he goes, the darker it gets. He decides to light a flare before going any further. He overhears a Dorai soldier asking his captain about the Albatross project. Captain, could you tell me about the Albatross project, sir? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Only the commanders might know. Rad sees through the captain's lies and follows the two until the captain splits off into a room by himself. Rad waits a moment before following him in. The room is dark, but Rad can hear the hum of a reactor. He cautiously continues into the room. 
After taking a few steps, the lights turn on and he's face to face with the commander, who is armored like the soldier in the last room, only he stands a little taller and appears to be armed. Uh, curse you, Bayan the Commando. Uh, you're no match for me. As Rad, again, heads for the high grounds, he's struck down by a wire that shoots out of the shoulder pad of the captain. He shoots at the armored captain, but the shots didn't seem to have any effect. He then notices the control panel for the lights behind the captain. Rad uses his bionic arm to flip the lights, effectively blinding him. He lights and drops a flare on the ground and hides, waiting for the opportunity to strike. The captain doesn't see Rad hiding and walks right past. Seizing the opportunity, Rad shoots from behind where the armor is weak and disables the captain. He then focuses fire on the reactor until it begins to blow. Rad warns the downed captain about the reactor before making his way out to the depths of the cave toward the next area. On his way out, Rad finds a tunnel system that seems to connect to a lab on his map. The walls are dripping with a very thick ooze that slows his progress. He decides he's better off swinging from the ceiling with his bionic arm rather than trying to trudge through this mess. He finds a communication room and touches base. Information suggests that the lab in Area 6 has got a leak, and it's soaking through the wall right here. Rad tries to find any other information he can while in the comms room. He comes across a video of Super Joe fighting off Dorai soldiers. He seems to be making easy work of them. One soldier turns back and seems to face the camera. He's too strong to be destroyed. Oh no, General Ryo. The soldier looks terrified. The screen goes black, but the audio continues. You're a good fighter, Super Joe! Rad figures this must be footage of when Super Joe was captured. Rad, both enraged at the footage and excited to see Super Joe alive, continues his way to the lab. He finds an exit to the tunnel system, but is stopped by a loud mechanical whirring. Rad is temporarily blinded by what appears to be headlights as the mechanical noises get louder. Soon, he's face to face with a large floating defense system. The Guardian system is now operating. We will switch to attack mode shortly. The machine rumbles a bit as large guns begin to emerge and take aim at Rad. Before the guns can fire, Rad uses bionic arm to zip behind the unmanned ship and shoot out its engines. The ship crashes to the ground and explodes. Rad inspects the crash and finds one of the guns is still intact and can fire three bullets in different angles. He takes the gun, exits the tunnels, and runs towards the lab where he is met by a familiar face. A fellow bionic commando hails him and brings Rad a package. I haven't seen you in a long time, Rad. This is a beta receiver. Don't forget to bring it with you when you proceed to Area 6. You'll find the soldiers from the FF Corp there. Rad thanks the man and continues towards the lab in Area 6. Shortly after he arrives at the lab, he finds a wounded Federal soldier near the entrance. Rad approaches him and tries to assess his wounds. They're making mutants from human beings! The soldier tries to point Rad in the right direction, but passes out from pain. Rad follows the trail of blood the soldier left and goes deeper into the lab. He stops outside of a large door where he hears what sounds like a celebration. We've done it. The Federal Army is no match for this creature. A group of scientists and generals walk out of the door and proceed down a long hallway. Rad catches the door before it closes and walks in. The room is empty except for a large creature in the middle of the room. It has a domed head and looks like a mutated soldier fused with robot parts and heavy arms. As he inspects the beast, its eyes light up and turn to Rad. A voice from behind Rad yells out, No one can defeat this creature, and you will be its first victim. The mutant has no weapons, but is heavily armored, and Rad's gun seems to have no effect on it. There's a large mutated arm that shoots out and grabs Rad every time he tries to get around the corner, and the monster throws him back to the ground in front of him. Rad remembers the gun he got from the Guardian system in the previous area, and draws it. He stays low to avoid the arm of the mutant and aims for the beast's leg. As the gun shoots the legs, another bullet shoots up diagonally towards the domed head of the mutant and shatters the glass. Rad keeps firing until the head is exposed and dispatches the beast. He turns to face the Dorai scientist and finds he's already escaped. 
Rad shuts down the lab by destroying the reactor in the room and makes his way to the next area. Rad finds a large gate blocking his path, and a small unit of federal soldiers gathered around it. This gate is in our way. We can blow it to pieces with a grenade launcher. The soldier hands Rad a grenade launcher, salutes him, and runs behind a nearby barricade. Rad blows the gate wide open and begins climbing the enemy tower. Before he gets far, a federal soldier stops Rad with a message from HQ. Please keep in mind that General Ryle will be waiting for you in Area 8. We believe he has kidnapped Super Joe. As Rad ascends the tall tower, he sees the Dorai's captain about to board the helicopter when he's stopped by a soldier who's frantically running behind him and carrying a communicator. Captain, please do not forget to bring the gamma receiver with you when you enter Area 10. Beta receivers are only effective in Area 6, 7, and 8. Hey, yo! I almost forgot that! After the chopper leaves, Rad continues his ascent. The tower is well defended, but Rad manages to make his way up. He finds a comms room where he can rest for a bit. He contacts the FF Corps and is given a message from a captured soldier by an FF radio tech. Yeah, I was captured and taken to Ryle's place, but I don't see Super Joe anywhere. He seems to have been taken somewhere else. Information suggests that Director Wiseman is visiting upstairs. Go get him! Rad knew Ryle would be here, but had no idea the director would be with him. Rad takes a minute to tap into enemy communications. Watch out, General Ryle! Soldiers of the FF Corps sneaked into this tower! He gathered up his equipment and continued up the tower until he found an entrance. He made his way through a few more guards until he found a hangar where he could see two highly decorated men standing together. He ran in to confront them. Welcome, FF Corps. What on earth are you doing here? Director! Please retreat from here. Red Spencer, I'll see if you do better than Super Joe. Before Rad could say anything, the director nodded and retreated. General Ryle took off his cape and tossed it at Rad, leaping to a scaffolding above and pulled out a large rifle. Rad took cover before making his attack. Ryle took a few shots, all the while laughing and taunting Rad. Rad pulled out the grenade launcher he used to break down the gate and fired it at the scaffolding. Ryle was quick and jumped to another platform in the hangar. Before he landed, Rad was able to launch another grenade at the platform Ryle was aiming for and blew it out from underneath him. Ryle fell to the ground unconscious. Rad chased after the director. He made it out into the next room in the hangar to see a large jet take off. Alarms began to sound and announced the tower would be self-destructing. Rad found a parachute and jumped out of the high hangar and tried to float his way down to a nearby settlement, another neutral area. Rad spotted a tent with Federal State's colors and walked over to it. A gamble receiver is kept in here. You won't be able to obtain info in Area 10 without the gamble receiver. A wounded Dorai soldier approached Rad after he got his receiver. He didn't seem like he was about to attack, but Rad kept his guard up. The soldier shook his head and laughed. Area 10 is the capital of our dukedom. You were the first to have sneaked into the heart of our empire. As the wounded enemy walked away, another federal soldier ran up to Rad. I saw a man who looked like Super Joe. He seemed to be heading for Area 10. A woman was also heading for Area 10. She looked like a member of the FF Corps. The soldier gave Rad some supplies and pointed him towards Area 10. Rad was now in the thick of it. This was enemy territory. The city was full of people and very well guarded. Rad found a building marked Area 10 on his map and made his way inside. The inside of the building had very few guards, but the layout was almost like an obstacle course. No problem for a bionic commando. But Rad couldn't help but find the layout of the building and the lack of guards as suspicious. He found a comms room and tapped into the enemy communications to see what he could find. Captain, everyone's in position. Hey, why don't you go ambush him? Rad quickly backed away from the radio and turned to face the door. Gun in hand, he waited. But nothing happened. Was this a bluff? Surely they knew he was here. Why didn't they attack? Rad kept his guard up and continued deeper into the building. 
He began to run into more and more guards, but he was ready for them. Maybe they were just legitimately getting into position and waiting for him. Rad started to notice cell doors and thought he must be getting close to Super Joe. He found one particular door heavily guarded with laser gates and what he could only assume was the Empire's version of Bionic Commandos. He took him out and broke open the lock on the cell and went inside. Inside, he didn't find Super Joe, but dozens of heavily armed soldiers taking aim at him. A large man walked in the room behind him. I've caught him, he said into his radio. He sneered at Rad. I'm sorry to tell you that Joe is not here, but you will rot in this cell forever. One of the soldiers used his rifle to knock Rad out. He could feel his gear being stripped from him as everything faded to black. Sometime later, Rad woke up in his cell. He was totally unarmed, and there was no way out of the cell. They'd even taken the wire to his bionic arm. I've got to get out of here. After trying everything he could, he laid back down in the cell. His head was still pounding from the blow he took earlier. Rad closed his eyes and fell asleep. Rad woke up by what sounded like a fight outside of his door. He stood up to find out what was happening, but before he could get to the door, it swung open. A female FF Corps commando walked in. Rad had seen her before, but didn't know her name. Rad, is that really you? I thought you could have done better. You can use my wire and weapons hidden somewhere in this area. Use them to get out of this area and head for Area 11 to help the Resistance fight the Do-Rise. And as quickly as she appeared, she left. Rad equipped the wire, but still had no weapons. She said they were around here somewhere. It was time to track them down. The corridor was littered with unconscious soldiers. Rad did his best to stay out of sight of all the security cameras and wandered around until he found a room full of lockers. In the middle of the room were his weapons. We've gotten back the weapons. Rad left the locker room and made his way back down the main floor near where he'd been captured. As he approached the main entrance, a sign on one of the doors caught his eye. Reactor room. Keep door locked at all times. Rad laughed to himself and decided he couldn't help it. He blasted the door open and went inside. The same captain who had been bold enough to boast about capturing Rad earlier was alone in the room. He turned, started to see an armed Rad Spencer standing before him. Super Joe has been taken to Area 13, but you'll never leave here alive. Rad used his bionic arm to disarm the captain and aimed his new gun right at the foe. The captain threw down his shield and cursed Rad's name before escaping the reactor room. Rad then set the reactor to blow and escaped into the Empire City streets. He found a nearby neutral settlement and decided to take a break to recoup it after his escape. Rad was surprised to find out that this neutral area was home to the local Dorai's resistance. A resistance general greeted Rad. This is the headquarters of the resistance. Soldiers from the Federal Army are welcome here. Another man came to greet Rad. He had spiked hair and an unshaven face. He looked like he may have been one of the heroes of the resistance. Are you a bionic commando? I'm Mac, a leader of the resistance. I need to talk to you. There's a launch pad for nuclear missiles in Area 12. You must stop the Dorise from destroying the world with these missiles. Please return here after you destroy them. Rad agreed to help and saw a heavily guarded building. A captured Dorise soldier is in this room. Do you wish to interrogate him? Rad entered the building and saw a haggard soldier sitting in a cell. I won't tell you anything. Come back later. Rad assumed the soldier was still a little sore about being captured and wasn't ready to talk. He'd visit him again after taking care of the launch pad. He spoke with Mac again, who gave him directions and wished him luck. Rad made his way to the launch pad. Rad was able to find the launch pad, which, as expected, was very heavily guarded. Rad saw soldiers here the size of which he'd never seen before. Perhaps they were successful mutants, unlike the one he faced earlier. After getting past most of the security measures, he found the comms room and contacted the FF Corps to give them a heads up on their findings. What? A nuclear missile? Is this the Albatross? Rad later found where the missiles were being kept and began to scale the walls until he found the control room. Get ready to 
launched a missile. Wipe out the entire federal army. The captain turned to face Rad. That missile is just a toy compared to the albatross. I'm sorry I can't show you the real albatross, but instead, I'll show you my machine gun. Before the captain could draw his gun, Rad shot him down and made his way to the control panel. He quickly disabled the bombs and blew up the entire control panel. When the job was done, he made his way back to the Resistance headquarters to speak with Mac and the captured Dorai soldier. Thank you, Rad. Please take this armored med. Use the Vulcan M274 to destroy the obstacles which cannot be destroyed by a grenade launcher. Mac handed Rad a shiny new weapon and wished him luck on his attack of Director Wiseman. Rad went back into the cell that held the prisoner to see if he was ready to talk yet. The prisoner stood defiantly silent. Rad used his bionic arm to punch the wall across the room. The prisoner was shaken. This wire? Uh, are you a bionic commando? Oh, I, I'll, I'll tell you everything I know. Please don't hurt me. The secret tunnel is hidden between area 9 and 11, and between area 14 and 15. Rad headed for area 13, where he was told Super Joe was taken. It seemed like a shipping yard. He didn't find many armed guards, but plenty of sentry guns seemed determined to keep intruders out. After making his way deep into Area 13, Rad found a communication room and called to update the FF4 on his mission. Watch out! It's a trick! They're aiming at you! The transmission was cut, and a voice echoed over the loudspeaker. Rad! Alarm sounded, and before he knew it, Rad was surrounded. He fought his way out of the comms room and ran deeper into the shipping yard. This was clearly an ambush. But if Super Joe was here, he couldn't turn back now. Rad made his way to a clearing and found himself all alone. He heard a loud noise, and the area was lit up with spotlights. High above, Rad could see General Ryle standing on some shipping containers. Rad! I've been waiting for you! I will crush you! Ryle drew an even bigger rifle than last time and took aim at Rad. Rad used his bionic arm to pull himself right beneath where Ryle was standing and used the gun Mac gave him to shoot the gun out of Ryle's hands. As Ryle reached for his sidearms, he was wrapped up in Rad's bionic arm and hurled across the lot. Rad heard banging from inside one of the containers and opened it up. Inside, he found Super Joe. Joe, I'll get you out of here. Thanks! I found out about the Albatross Project! They're building a floating fortress to control the world! A dock for the Albatross is in Area 16! A man named Destroyer keeps weapons in Area 14! Good luck! Super Joe was saved. Rad called in federal helicopters to a safe area and returned Joe to headquarters. On the way back, Joe pointed out Area 14, and Rad knew where he had to go next. Area 14 was another neutral area. Rad walked in and saw a man in an oversized uniform who waved him over. <laughs> you might like the stuff in here. The soldier smirked and unlocked the door for him. Assuming that this was the destroyer, Rad stepped inside. The door was shut behind him, and out of the shadows ran a Dorai soldier with a knife headed straight for Rad. Rad used his bionic arm to lift himself to the ceiling as the soldier charged headfirst into the wall. Rad dropped down and walked back out the door and drew his gun. The man who was guarding the door was gone and had left the federal uniform on the ground. The neutral area guard gave Rad a stern look about the gun he had drawn, and Rad holstered it, and apologized. Rad saw another much better dressed man standing across the way and walked over to him. Welcome! My name is Destroyer. A M838 machine gun is kept here. Super Joe told me at the Sigma receiver is in the area 15. Rad thanked him and went inside to retrieve the weapon, and was relieved that no one else was attacking him. 
He then remembered that the captured soldier at the Resistance base told him there was a secret tunnel between areas 14 and 15 and began to search. Before long, he did find a building tucked behind some trees. When he went in, there was a tunnel that was well lit. He figured this had to be it, and followed the lights to Area 15, another neutral zone, or so Rad had thought. Area 15 had been barricaded, and no one else was around except Imperial scout bots. Figuring the area was compromised, Rad had no problem shooting down the gates and finding the Sigma receiver. The alarm sounded when he shot the gate down, and Dorai soldiers had emerged from hiding and attacked. Rad ran into a nearby building, and as luck would have it, he found the receiver. He ran back outside and made a break for the tunnel back to Area 14. He called for a lift when he made it back safely into the neutral zone of Area 14, but now it was time to head back to Area 16 to stop Wiseman from launching the Albatross. Super Joe would be waiting for him. Destroy the Albatross before it takes off! Is the fortress the entire Albatross project? I think it's more than just that! Rad fought his way through Area 16. The Dorai's Empire was taking no chances. They were ready to defend the Albatross project. Rad found the laundry room, but the door was locked. He went to a nearby comms room to hack the door open, when he overheard the director speaking to a soldier. All systems have been checked. The Albatross is ready to take off. Now I've got control of the whole world. The Federal Army is helpless against me. Rad rushed back into the unlocked launch room and made his way inside. The director was gone. No one was here. Rad heard the door slam shut behind him. He turned to see another mutant like he fought in Area 6. Director Wiseman taunted Rad over the PA. You're late. The Albatross has already taken off. Now I shall smash you just like I will smash the Federal States. Rad put the mutant down the same as the last and destroyed the control panel. He then looked out the window in time to see the Albatross take to the skies and begin its course for the Federal States. He didn't have much time to stop the director's plan, but he had to try. Rad met with Super Joe and the General of the FF Corps. Super Joe and Rad, the only way to destroy the Albatross is to enter from the top and destroy the power station. Yes, sir! We'll enter the Albatross shortly. Rad and Joe took a helicopter and were able to get above the Albatross. When they landed, Joe turned to Rad. Leave the bridge to me! You take care of the power station! Yes, sir! This is the last area we need to destroy! I can handle it! Joe ran for the bridge while Rad made his way to the power station. There weren't a ton of guards on the path to the power station. There didn't have to be. There was a ton of giant gaps in the ground that only a bionic commando could get across without the aid of a bridge. This would call all of Rad's training into action. When he made it to the bridge of the power station, there was only one person standing in his way, General Ryle. Ryle had been augmented by machines and now stood almost 10 feet tall. The machine has regenerated me! You will not survive my attack! With machine-aided speed, Ryle zipped across the room, launching missiles at Rad. Rad was able to dodge missiles, and every time Ryle got near, he was able to launch a grenade at him, dealing massive damage to the suit. Once it had taken enough damage, it transformed into a flying suit of armor shaped like an oversized falcon. It began to hover and take shots at Rad. Rad stood beneath it and launched grenades until he was out of ammo. Ryle and the suit came crashing down to the ground. You did it, Rad! But this floating fortress is just a part of the Albatross plan. The secret from Albatross is the ultimate lethal weapon. It has not been unveiled yet, but it will terminate the whole world once it's been activated. Look at this, Rad. Ryle reached out his hand and showed something to Rad. This is a 
FF Corps badge. You're right. I'm an ex-Bionic Commando. I've happened to hear about the Albatross Project and decided to become a Wiseman soldier. I've been waiting for a true soldier to come and destroy the Albatross. Red Spencer, you are the greatest soldier I've ever seen. Destroy the entire project, Red. The fate of the Earth is in your hands. Oh, Ryle! Ryle's fist closed over the badge and he breathed his last. Rad didn't know how to feel. In another world, this man could have been a friend. Instead, he gave his life to ensure the fate of the Albatross to the right soldier. The power station was just ahead. Rad knew what he had to do. Rad opened the door to the power station to find himself at the underbelly of the Albatross. He thought he had faced the hardest hurdles before. Now he would literally be swinging from the bottom of an airship to get to the actual power station. One false move here, and it would all be over. He summoned his courage and began swinging from wings and dodging fire blasts from the rocket propulsion systems. Finally, he made it to the other side of the ship and entered the power station. Finally, Rad stood face to face with Director Dorai's Wiseman. You're Wiseman. You've gotten this far, kid, but you'll go no further. You're nothing but an infant compared to the power of the Albatross. Now is the time for you to be punished. Wiseman turned and walked deeper into the power station. You cannot escape, wimp. As Rad went to run after him, the entire ship shook, and a giant robot skeleton rose from the ground. It had floating claws that slammed down and tried to crush Rad, and its only weak point was its head. Rad had to dodge a hail of gunfire and giant claws for a chance to get up to the head. The gun the destroyer gave Rad made short work of the mechanical beast, and it hit the ground with an enormous thud. Rad ran out the door after the director. The hallway was filled with soldiers. Stab him! Defend the director from the enemy! Rad fought off as many as he could, but was becoming overwhelmed. He ducked for cover and realized he was out of ammo. He heard screams from the far end of the hallway. When he peeked over, he saw Super Joe flanking the soldiers and clearing out the rest of the hallway. When the hall was cleared, Rad ran up to Joe. I've wrecked the bridge, but I failed to terminate Wiseman. He's gonna take the escape pod to get out of here. Use this SAPDS gun to shoot through the cockpit. Rad took the gun from Joe and saluted him before running toward the hangar. When he got to the entrance of the hangar, he saw it was a very long drop, and the escape pod had a very small cockpit window about 20 feet from the ground. He would only get one shot at this. He would have to swing in and fall in front of the escape pod and shoot precisely at the right moment. If he missed or didn't jump far enough, the director would escape. Here went nothing. Rad backed up, launched his arm at the top of a high hangar door and swung in. He fell for what felt like minutes, aimed for the cockpit, held his breath, and shot. A direct hit. The cockpit glass shattered and Rad was able to see the look of horror on Wiseman's face when the bullet pierced his heart. Wiseman, this is the end of your plans. And your life. <clears throat> My dreams. The escape pod exploded with the director inside of it. With the bridge and the power station out of commission, the Albatross began to lose altitude. The alarm sounded and a voice came over the intercom. The Albatross is now out of control, 60 seconds before explosion. Red raced to the top of the Albatross, where he was supposed to find the helicopter to escape. On his way up, an arm grabbed him and pulled him off course. There was another mutant standing in his way. The director is waiting for us! Follow me! 
The SAPDS gun made short work of the mutant, and Rad continued his climb. He made it to the top of the Albatross with only a dozen seconds to spare. Meanwhile, aboard the helicopter. Get out of this place immediately! Rad and Super Joe are still inside the Albatross. Will you wait, sir? I don't care. I'll go find Rad. On the surface of the Albatross, Rad and Super Joe are reunited. You did it! You saved the whole world! We've won the final battle. Can you hear me, Rad? Our helicopter's approaching you. Get a hold of the helicopter as it passes by. Not long after, the FF Core helicopter flies overhead. Rad grabs Super Joe and grapples the helicopter, and the two are lifted off to safety. The Albatross explodes and falls into the sea. The battle has ended with the destruction of the Albatross project, and the Dorai's dukedom will surely crumble. Out of the rubble, a new hero has emerged to lead the FF Corps. Rad Spencer, Super Joe, and the rest of the Bionic Commandos will continue their eternal vigil in the name of peace. When the legend continues.